0: Tēnā mē Oh, goodness me, it's been um, quite a period. We are very blessed here in Aotearoa, here in New Zealand. I, I was reminded of that when um, I attended the ballet at the end of last month, that we could all go into State Opera House, packed, and enjoy the ballet. And I realise just how many countries can't do that right now as Great Britain goes into lockdown, as France goes into lockdown. I'm no epidemiologist, but <laughs> that's probably a lot of sentences to start this year. <laughs> Just as an amateur person looking at statistics, um, I did do very well in statistics in high school um, and in my first year of university. Actually, I, I did a even did a stats course um, as a postgraduate students so maybe I'm a little bit better on stats than the average Joe but I had been tracking the positivity rate of COVID-19 and as mentioned in an earlier uh, podcast I say COVID because it rhymes with Ovid because Ovid's a, you know, the Latin part that word exists and finally I've heard someone in the media on Al Jazeera English say it that, like, as I do I thought, my goodness, there's one other person in the world who says COVID, not even Boris Johnson says COVID and he he read Latin but I've been looking at the statistics and I've been seeing that a lot of these countries never got their positivity rate under 5% which I think is what the WHO says is necessary for a country to consider opening up again now, I didn't look at the stats on a 7 or 14 day running total I, I took the complete picture, I know that's not what you do I know that's not what the WHO recommends but when you look at the total and you see it either go up or down you get a general idea anyway don't you statistically, you get a general idea of the trend of how the virus is tracking I just never saw it dip that low for France and as the Great Britain did actually dip quite low uh, so I think down down to the 2 is just under 3% but of course it's now rising when the when Great Britain has a in a uh, positivity rate, actually, an infection rate, beg your pardon, that exceeds that of Russia, you know, things haven't gone well, and the uncertainty that's been really propagated by the by their leadership has compounded everything. You know, when you've got a prime minister who initially went to national television and said, Well, we, well there's a theory that you could just taken a chin so to speak let the virus pass through and that of course sends very mixed messages at a time when we were doing our lockdown and we were watching the UK and we were just absolutely shocked that another country in the anglosphere would send out that message then go into some sort of lockdown, but apparently, if you're Dominic Cummings, if you're part of leadership, you're exempt from the lockdown. You've got different rules for um, Boris Johnson's dad. I, mean, I don't know. I really don't know. It's just. Um, and to think, you know, they used to make fun of our health minister going on um, his cycling trip beyond two kilometres beyond his home. And this is months before Cummings went on his. Essentially, a national road trip of Great Britain, seeing the sights, but it has been um, quite a momentous period. Of course, I think a lot of us would have been watching the news, and uh, we have watched really how, in one country, institutions have been eroded, and ethno-nationalism has come to rise. Of course, I'm talking about Ethiopia. No, actually, I'm not. I mean. I, I saw that I saw that from a talking head today uh, on television. And that's what he was saying. He was talking about the rise of nationalism. And, and I generally thought he was talking about the United States. And he wasn't. He was talking about Ethiopia. I guess that's where we are in 2020. That you can't tell the difference between the US and Ethiopia when a talking head with no chiron and no subtitles is speaking on television. But we, as we know, there is a, a change of government and, and the, or a change of leadership in the United States. Um, I think no matter how you calculate it, it's leaning toward Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. What does interest me or, or rather puzzles me is why a lot of the media have not called North Carolina for Trump. I know it makes no real difference to the total. It's it's academic. But I find that a bit odd because a lot of media were able to call, Arizona was called by Associated Press, and by certain other media outlets, for Biden Harris for their ticket, for, or actually for Biden in the in the presidency. And uh, here we are at 99% in North Carolina, it still hasn't been called for Trump. So uh, it's, it's strange, it's strange to me. Also strange is ABC, and they've since deleted this tweet, ABC was showing fireworks on Twitter, saying these fireworks took place after Biden was elected. Now, that technically that's what they said, but obviously they're hinting that these fireworks were for Biden. They didn't say that, but they said, you know, these fireworks went off after Biden was elected. And a lot of people caught them out, including myself. <laughs> and it's bonfire night, Sky Fawkes. And uh, a colleague of mine then pointed out, well, they did a very similar thing. They were saying the bells in Paris were ringing, but that was actually just for mass. <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah, you know, there, there is some twisting of the truth out there. there. There always has been from the U.S. activist media. I don't, I, I don't call them the mainstream media. I call them the activist media. Just as I call Fox the activist media as well, the Murdoch press. Many, many times you've seen me call them out. But I suppose one good thing is that um, I will no longer have to put up with political images when I search for the hashtag A.G. Bar. Now, all of us know that A.G. Bar is a maker of soft drinks, of sodas, carbonated drinks in Scotland. They make iron brew, they make a number of other soft drinks, which I've enjoyed over the years. that And, you know, I'd hashtag every time I'd buy a can of Iron Brew, I'd, which is all you can get from AG Bar down here in New Zealand, so I can tell you. you, can't get the ginger beer here. I'd hashtag at AG Bar. And then I'd look at, well, who else has been drinking Iron Brew or one of the other drinks and made from garter's And you just it's just full of pictures of Attorney General William Bar, I think his name is in the United States, and it's really annoying, so <laughs> I'm really hoping that we will see, this this is so important, isn't it, that we will see the return of AG Bar on Instagram referring to sugary Scottish drinks that are made from girders. Speaking of Scotland, uh, Amanda, my partner and I headed out to the Go Green Expo at the weekend at TSB Arena, which is now called TSB Arena and not called TSB Bank Arena, because if it were called TSB Bank Arena, it, that would make it Taranaki Savings Bank Bank Arena, which makes no sense. And we were there, again, one of those very lucky things that we as New Zealanders can do, because there are, very, well, I mean, there are cases of COVID-19 in the community, but not to a point where um, my fellow Scots College alumnus Ashley Bloomfield, has called a raising of alert levels, so we're very, very lucky. What was interesting there is, thinking back, every time now I look at the word Expo, I think of the BBC series Bodyguard. Now, this is your fault, Richard. I can't say it really without going, Expo, get Expo down here! In the very first episode of Bodyguard, the explosives officer, get expo, no. And that just, I don't know, that is now how I see that word. I suppose that's that's how culture works, isn't it? Pop culture it just changes the way you perceive certain things. And now I can't look at that word without thinking of DS David Budd, bodyguard. Aye. I'll protect you, I'll protect you, Home Secretary of my genitals. Um, speaking of Scotland, of course, we, we have... Also, Scotland's really been in the news and not because of Nicola Sturgeon. Scotland's really been in the news because Connery, Sir Sean Connery has passed away and uh, the old old, old wife beater Sean. I, I guess I'm lucky I enjoyed most of Connery's oeuvre of work before I found out he was such an endorser of spousal abuse. I know, you know, I did raise it on the day because there are two arguments now the one is hey the body's not even cold yet don't insult the memory of this man you know he's got a he's got a family he's mourning him don't, don't do not it the flip side is of course if not now then when you know and I heard I saw both arguments played on social media when I wrote my obit to him I had to mention it I think it's only factual that you mention it his first wife Diane Chilento she had mentioned it in, in an interview in her memoirs and you, I think you you have to call it out. You know, I know some people defend him, saying he's a he's a product of that generation. You know, he said it in the sixties. It doubled down on the nineteen eighties. And in the eighties, it's probably still permissible for some men to think that that was permissible. I don't think it's ever permissible, really. I don't even remember thinking that as a teenager in the nineteen eighties. But as I said, I was lucky to have enjoyed this man's output. Before I found only found in two thousand two when colleagues said because um, Connery came up in a um, in a discussion we had at Medingen in my first Medingen meeting actually because um, my my dear colleague Annette Rosenkreutz was dissecting his personal brand so she would worked on this book with her uh, late husband Thomas Gad and I, I can't remember who raised that it was it was one of the English members <laughs> it may well have been. Tim Kitchen God bless you Tim because you always talk straight Um, and we remember you fondly Tim (laughs) he's saying well this man's a wife beater how does that fit into his personal brand but as I said he did play a part in sort of my childhood and upbringing you can summarise this man's career really in a number of phrases can't you one is my name is Bond James Bond the second I'm just trying to think what would a second one be if you're going through his I suppose uh, playing a Spaniard naturally there can be only one and uh, we shall to history and the fourth one is you're the man now dog oh that's got to be a classic Uh, there's a whole generation who who just know Connery for the fourth one. And one area where it really has impacted on me, where Connery really played a part, is that he is the only James Bond that I have played. <laughs> Bear with me. Speaking of Bond, I'll, I'll quickly say this first to get this off my chest. Um, Broccoline Wilson, the, the producers of the James Bond series today sent out a tweet saying you know, he's, he, he's a big part of the, the Bond story he'll forever be remembered as the man who uttered the words, the name's Bond, James Bond he never said that sentence I can't find it I, I put on Twitter one woman said "Well, you know, send me a clip from Dr No and I said, let proof prove my point he doesn't say the name's Bond, James Bond the first that to ever say that sentence was Roger Moore in a view to a kill because if you look through all of Connery's Bonds, he say, the first Doctor No, he says, Bond, James Bond. He doesn't say, my name is... And the subsequent, like Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever, it is, my name is Bond, my name is Bond, James Bond. It is my name. And that is what all the Bonds say subsequently, apart from, in A View to a Kill, Roger Moore says, in the San Francisco scene, the name's Bond, James Bond. Dalton never said it. Brosnan said it all the time Craig says it and I guess being a Bond fan I get a little bit upset when people say well no you're wrong Jack well I'm not wrong Only no one's been able to say I'm wrong yet and the only evidence the only person who attempt to is a, a person in Texas a woman in Texas and I played a clip and I was right I said you've just proven my point but why have I played Connery many years ago i um, i knew people at the local scottish association and i'm i can't remember how they knew but they were doing a ceilidh and there was to order your tickets and get specials and so forth there was a telephone system so you dial this number and then there'll be an automated voice asking you how many tickets you'd like. And So I was asked to do this for the Scottish Association because they couldn't find a Scot to do it. They had to get me, which is very unlikely because the closest thing to Scotland that I have is the fact that I was, I'd was i read here when I was born and there, there's a area in Hong Kong called Aberdeen and I went to Scots College. But anyway, they, they hired me, and I had to record a whole bunch of these samples, going, how many tickets would you like? And remember, the password is pushy galore. So, I, so, Sean, I suppose, is somewhat closer to me. No one's ever asked me to play Roger Moore? Sean is somewhat closer to me, in that I, I had to do that once. I had to actually impersonate Connery for a gig, for which I was paid contra um, I think I was given basically whiskey and free tickets to the Cayley, and it was marvellous because I had a lot of haggis and I drank whiskey. It was fantastic. So, who could ask for anything more? So, thank you, Wellington Scottish Association. And there was one other time because Connery, Connery had radio holdings out here in Aotearoa. So, he, he's actually been out here very secretly, but he has flown out here. And one time I was in Auckland, I think after he had been to visit one of the radio stations, I think I was doing some work with that station. And they mentioned Connery had been in. I, thought, I said, oh, God, I said, I'm so tempted to phone up. I said, oh, it's, uh, it's me, Sean. I was there in the office earlier, and i uh, I forgotten to uh, bring my phone with me. Is it still there? It would have been fun. But, you know, there have been many times when I was tempted I would never do it. One time, I think Cherie Blair was in New Zealand. I really, you know, you think, well, why don't you, why don't you call the hotel, and say something? Ah oh, well, this, this is Tony here, and Leo's having a hard time getting to bed, and I'd like Cherie to get on the phone, and t- to to talk to him. And of course, you know, you just think, well, the cops gonna trace that, aren't they? <laughs> You'll be in trouble under the Telecommunications Act for for doing prime ministerial impressions. But a lot of people do prime ministerial impressions. A man called Boris Johnson does a very, very poor one, but he does do one. And so there, I, I never did it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just chicken now. But it's fun to joke about it afterwards. Every now and then, I'm, I I'm not an impressionist, really. You know, they say Rory Bremner's impressions are shit hot, and that I'm halfway there. But I do remember because I stayed at one hotel where Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan, had been in Bora Bora, and I, I think it was the hotel Bora, Bora, which has since been destroyed by cyclone. So I, mean, I sailed past the ruins of it, and I remember just chatting to Beatrice, who was the manager there, and I, uh, I said, "Well, you know, it's uh, I like I like my fans, but you know, Keely sort of likes going to the side but I like getting photos of my fans." And she thought it was pretty good. I don't know. When I, hear, when I play this back again, I'm going to cringe because it probably sounds like shit. It will sound nothing like Pierce. I'm not Irish. I can't do an Irish accent that saved my life. Neither can he at the moment. Um, but you do have fun sometimes with the, with the Bonds. You know, They're just such a part of culture. As I said, no one's ever asked me to Roger Moore. No one's ever asked me to go, well, lie. Or, or Rogers. Oh, you know, when he used to dub the stuntman. The stuntman would get hit. And you'd hear Roger dub the oof. But R.I.P. Sean Connery. Um, as I said, I'm I'm glad I'm glad I I didn't know about that side of him until after he essentially had retired. And I think I was right. I think people were right to call it out on the day he died. I'm I'm sorry. I I, I feel sympathetic for his family, but if not then then when you know I think I got a bit of flack when someone I criticised Sean McCain or something uh, when he died um, I think I even once said with, about Steve Irwin I said I wasn't a fan you know I feel very sorry for, for his family I, I do not mean to group Irwin into Connery and, and McCain my apologies, but I do remember. So I wasn't a fan. So I was very cruel of you to say that. Said, so I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to suddenly say I'm a fan of his just because he's 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 dead. I say I feel awful for his family. I feel very very you know badly for his family. Um, I know they're mourning. I know what they're going through. But I'm not going to change. I'm not going to start lying and say I was a big fan of this guy just cause, just because he he had passed away. But that is, I suppose, a, a big. Huge time for all of us on this planet. It's been, we've been watching a lot of news, obviously. I don't really know what to comment about America. I, I, I have friends who uh, vote vote voted for both. I'm not saying they are two votes. <laughs> so some friends have voted for Trump, and some friends have voted for Biden over there. Um, and. Sometimes you think, I just don't want to get in between that. But overall, you know, these are imperfect candidates. You do think you know, you've got 300 million people, these are the best two guys you come up with. Uh, but overall, you know, there it is, there are the results. Um, and we shall see what the next few years bring, uh, whether Biden has changed you know, with, as he's matured. Uh, And maybe he has, let's hope so, and um, one can only keep one's fingers crossed for not just a lot of my family who live in the United States, but for all people in the United States and all people of this planet. I I pray things go well for all of us. Uh, This is the longest podcast. I hope I've entertained you. I've been threatening to do Scottish accents in these podcasts for months. There it is. I had the perfect excuse to do it with Everything from Iron Brew to Expo to um, the late Sir Sean Connery. I'll sign off now, and we shall see you very, very soon. Kaki tiano.